0: Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 166 of the podcast for February 27th, 2013. My guest today is Julie Bartles, Executive Vice President of National Healthcare Information at the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value, which is, of course, John Toussaint's organization. He's been, uh, of course, a previous guest on this podcast. In this episode, Julie and I are going to talk about their new program called the Healthcare Clinical Business Intelligence Network. And it might sound like a mouthful, but Julie's going to tell us about business intelligence today and how data and transparency relate to lean improvement and transformation efforts that are taking place throughout healthcare. And we're going to talk about why, as Julie puts it, the devil's in the details in making more data available for the benefit of of payers and patients. So that's the theme of today's episode. You can go to leanblog.org slash 166 for links and more information. And you can find all past episodes, of course, at leanpodcast.org. Thanks for listening. Well, Julie, thanks so much for being a guest on today's podcast.
1: Well, thank you, Mark. I, and I uh, look forward to the opportunity to share some information today.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you've got a lot to share. We're going to touch on uh, related to the Theta Care Center and business intelligence. Um, can you start off by giving the listeners uh, a little bit of your background and what your role is at uh, the Theta Care Center?
1: Sure. Uh, my, my title is uh, 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 the Executive Vice President for Healthcare Information, uh, and basically what that means is that I'm responsible for leading any of the initiatives uh, related to transparency in healthcare for the center. Um, my background is uh, in, uh, in large data and in market research. I have, uh, over the years, worked with uh, health insurance organizations in the area of product design and market research. Um, and then most recently uh, worked under the, the leadership of uh, John Toussaint uh, as the uh, CEO of the Wisconsin Health Information Organization, which is the all-payer claims database for Wisconsin. John was chairman of the board, and uh, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to bring that organization from concept to reality, and then um, moved to the center to continue the work of uh, really expanding um, concepts of uh, transparency in healthcare to other states based on our experience in Wisconsin.
0: Right, and the uh, um, Wisconsin Health Information Organization, it's a WIO. I sometimes get referred to. I mean, John Toussaint mentioned that's some correct. of the efforts there. I, I know for sure in his most recent book, Potent Medicine. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's. I think some of the listeners who have heard talk, John talk about this before, might be familiar with with that organization. So it's good to.
1: Oh, great. Uh,
0: know that. That's, yes, exactly.
1: Uh, your background. Uh, we, right. WHO is is the, uh, the acronym used. It's W-H-I-O. And uh, there is a, a significant amount of reference to it in John's most recent book.
0: All right. So, you know, the, this whole idea, you know, information and in data and transparencies are all, these are all such uh, important topics um, related to, you know, the important part of healthcare improvement and healthcare reform efforts. Um, we'll probably get to talk about transparency, but we also want to talk about Business intelligence, and I know you um, hosted uh, first business intelligence summit through uh, the center. So, I wonder if you could talk about that, and a little bit more generally about you know, what is business intelligence, because that's that's something I'm not that familiar with, and I assume many listeners aren't either.
1: Certainly. So, so let me draw the connection be trans, between transparency and business intelligence as a starting point, and then we'll move in uh, to more uh, more detailed information about our work in the business intelligence arena. Um, transparency is a a word or a term that, uh, at least in my opinion, is way overused today and uh, completely underdefined. So uh, the result of that, of course, is that uh, everyone agrees it's really important. Uh, It seems hard to open up any kind of trade journal or any kind of political uh, discussion without a real... Um, a, a, a real smattering of people expressing uh, concerns and urgency about becoming more transparent in healthcare, but it's never defined. Mm. And as a result of that, it's really hard to have a meaningful conversation about the, tr- the role of transparency in healthcare and healthcare transformation without that definition. So so at the Center for Healthcare Value, we uh, use the healthcare transformation model as our construct uh, for all of our work. And, and that model says that transparency is a key component that feeds information into the healthcare delivery system so that they can redefine the way that they deliver care to focus on the patient and eliminate waste and that that redesigned care is then supported and sustained by a business or a payment model that pays for value and discourages waste and that that transformation model requires that transparency uh, be uh, defined in the following way: We need to have information uh, that says that tells us about the cost, the quality, and the risk and the consequence. So, for purposes of, of our discussion today, it will be uh, all of my comments will relate to transparency having that definition. And for all of the listeners, I I would urge you to really think about applying this definition of transparency to all of the discussions you have about transparency. And and what you find, quite honestly, is that uh, there's a lot of talk, but there's not a lot of real robustness uh, behind transparency discussions because um, people aren't thinking that broadly. And unless we have... All stakeholders having that kind of information at their hand, that is, knowing cost, quality, risk, and consequence, we can't make value based decisions. So, so, in that construct, then, um, I started working with um, a number of the healthcare systems associated with uh, the Theta Care Center to, of Healthcare Value through the Healthcare Value Network. And what I discovered was that, for the most part, um, healthcare organizations are not well equipped. They either don't have capacity or skill set or a combination of the two to really work with the data that they have to understand their own performance, let alone the performance of others uh, who might be their peer group Mm -hmm. in the local area or across the nation. So uh, that led us to the realization that we really needed to focus on the development of business intelligence uh, capabilities within healthcare delivery so that they can work effectively with their data uh, to inform the the redesign of care. Uh, so that was a very long-winded uh, answer to your question. But the uh, the issue here of kind of tying transparency or business intelligence to transparency is right there. That uh, transparency is um, is an essential component of the transformation. But until and unless. Um, healthcare delivery systems become proficient in working with data and using data strategically, which is business intelligence, we won't make much progress and certainly not the exponential kind of progress that we need. Mm-hmm.
0: So if, if, if I hear you right, I mean, it sounds like transparency when you see that, say that's an overused term. I mean, maybe that's a real you know, high level goal. And is it fair to say maybe that the devil's in the details and that business intelligence is that more specific way of of getting data and and, and transforming it into something useful? Or?
1: Yes, yes, I would say that uh, business intelligence is a very um, a very significant component of transparency. There are other aspects of transparency. Uh, that deserves um, mention, however, and those would be um, the fact that we need some standardized measures of value that we can all agree. this is what value looks like, um, and we also need to have some forum for sharing those measures in a way that's meaningful to all the stakeholders. so so transparency itself is both a combination of uh, the, the access or um, interpretation of the data, uh, the measurements themselves that will uh, that will impart what value looks like, and then a comparative value, that is. And then the last one then would be some kind of public reporting forum. Uh, th- those three components are areas that we continue to, to push forward.
0: Okay, so then... I'm curious to hear more about the summit that you had recently. I mean, one of the things that um, the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value and the Healthcare Value Network have been really good at is bringing people together from across the country, across um, the U.S. and Canada, um, to collaborate on on some of these important issues. So, can you talk a little bit about the summit? You know, what types of organizations were there? What types of discussions um, that that you were working through?
1: Uh, yes, I would be glad to. Uh, it was it was really a great event. we were uh, we hosted uh, in, at our headquarters in Appleton uh, a group of thirty five business leaders. Uh, these are primarily healthcare care delivery system uh, leaders, uh, but we also included uh, a set of other stakeholders to uh, make sure that we had a diverse and robust conversation going on. Um, so we included uh, some health insurance organization executives. Um, some technology uh, t- executives r- related to software uh, solutions that try to address business intelligence in healthcare, um, and we also had um, a-, a few um, people who are data analysts who are really kind of down in the balls of organizations and healthcare organizations trying to figure out how to deliver data in a meaningful way to the front line and to the executive suite. Um, the purpose of this whole summit was to convene. Um, organizations together to talk about the uh the idea that uh scientific thinking is at the core of all of our work here we we want to transform the healthcare system and yet Uh, if we can't feed our scientific thinking with good and timely data, we struggle with a lot of guesswork. And when we have to guess, sometimes we guess correctly and sometimes not so Mm. so correctly. And so um, uh, there is a a whole um, emerging science around the use of data as a strategic imperative Uh, rather than simply a software tool or a set of reports that are produced each month. But in fact, actually incorporating uh, access and um, meaningful interpretation of data on uh, a near real-time basis at the front lines so that uh, we can constantly be seeing what's happening and understand how we can uh, improve our work um, on a a day-to-day basis. So the forum... The, the, sorry. Go
0: ahead. No. Go, go ahead. Uh,
1: so the 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 attendees at the session were very um, enthusiastic about the idea of discussing data, uh, and uh, had uh, I think some real aha moments throughout the day. Uh, we had um, the the good luck of having Gartner provide us with a keynote speaker who set the stage for the entire summit. By talking about the fact that data is uh, an asset, uh, an underrealized asset in most healthcare organizations, and if we look to other industries to tell us what data can do to transform them, data is an enormously um, powerful resource. Uh, But data in a closet or sitting on a server, uh, not accessed and not accessible through uh, through easy, um, easy use tools, is really something that isn't, uh, it's not leveraged, and he challenged the group to think about any other um, investment uh, that you might have in an asset in your organization that you spent as much money on, uh, that you protect as highly as you do data, and that you, through your strategic planning, never put it to work. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. it's oftentimes not represented at the um, executive table. Um, oftentimes the CIO reports through the CFO, or is somehow uh, disconnected from the business, and so there is a a lot of um, a lot of investment uh, for not a lot of return mm-hmm. in most healthcare organizations, and that's what a, a good business intelligence strategy can do for you. So that was the framework under which we had the next two days of discussion.
0: Okay, when, when you talk about you know, scientific thinking, I, mean, I think you know listeners who are doing work with lean will recognize that as a you know, kind of a core part of the lean philosophy of having you know, a scientific method for improvement. And you know there's a lot of improvement activity, but you know, I want to bring the discussion back to value. And he asked, you know, what is value? Um, you know, Don Berwick at the IHI Forum a couple of years ago talked about um, he was talking about lean and he was talking about value, you know, a patient's value, health, quality of life. Um, not just uh, you know the, the activity that is uh, is you know, the treatment they receive. John Toussaint talks about it as being you know quality and cost. We need high quality, low cost that that's value. So to, you know, the work you're doing in the business intelligence front, when I mean, you talk about measures, I mean, is, is this kind of helping take value from something somewhat uh, somewhat vague to something more specific, more measurable so we can tell if we're making an impact with lean?
1: Yes, yes, definitely that's the case. Um, and so when, when John Toussaint talks about the relationship of cost and quality, um, his definition of quality is fairly expansive and includes the, the uh, perspective of the, the person who's making that value judgment. Uh, when we further explain that in a little more detail in our definition of transparency, we talk not only about cost and quality, but we talk about risk and consequence. And uh, those are two aspects of quality that, that really hit home um, for every stakeholder. So if you think about something as simple as um, an office visit uh, that occurs between a, a doctor and a patient, uh, each one of those individuals coming into that encounter needs to understand cost, quality, risk, and consequence of the healthcare decision that's about to be made the information that they need is unique to them. So what the doctor needs to know regarding cost, quality, risk, and consequence, walking into that, that encounter is different than what the patient needs to know, but those are aspects of information that will really help them make mm-hmm. a value-based decision. And so as we drive towards higher-value healthcare, care and we think about how we can employ scientific thinking to help us achieve higher value healthcare care faster uh, we need to feed it we need to feed the whole process with uh, good information that will allow us to be as eyes open as we can be um, at any point in time when we're making decisions
0: and I mean that this seems like an important thing uh, for patients to have information data available to be able to make Good choices, maybe about not just um, where to go have a procedure done, but if they should even if that procedure is even necessary or helpful. I mean, does it get down to a fairly specific level where you know? I'm trying to figure out what this means in the future. Does this mean you know having uh, you know better websites that patients can go to to find you know um, really credible, consistent data to to help them make very specific individual decisions?
1: That's a great question. We haven't solved the issue of how do we get the right information to patients so that they put it to work yet. Um, We we have, we're we're experimenting, and I mean uh, across the industry, we're experimenting with ways to get uh, consumers further engaged in the healthcare decision-making process. This doesn't presume to know what the form is or even the the media, um, but it does suggest that patients, Desire to have that level of understanding when they are in a position of having to make a healthcare decision, and it goes beyond patients. Quite honestly, this the same criteria um, would apply to any healthcare decision being made anywhere throughout the healthcare continuum, or, or. Uh, Vertically throughout the the, uh, the healthcare system itself, um, when healthcare delivery systems are considering the acquisition of additional clinics or the building of a hospital um, or the uh, partnership with a another specialty group, they're asking themselves what is the cost, the quality, the risk, and the consequences of this decision, and they would like to have that that robust kind of perspective in order to make the decision. Those very same types of information are necessary when um, a patient or a caretaker is considering um, some type of treatment for a particular condition. So, the, you know, the, those those facets of decision-making are, are present at all levels.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on how, you know, the kind of the current health reform efforts, the Affordable Care Act, are either helping move transparency forward, how, how is, uh, wh- what's happening in, in, in D.C. affecting the work that you're doing, or encouraging it?
1: Well, uh, I think that there's both, um, uh, there are those positive and negative things that are happening, and there's a short-term and a long-term impact. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the fact that we are moving to electronic um, records is a positive. It will put data uh, in play that has not been accessible before. And uh, that, that, that's very key. That's, a, that's a kind of a table stakes thing that we have to have. Uh, so electronic data is a, is a good thing. Um, the negative side to that is that we are not standardizing that data. Mm-hmm. um every emr vendor has its own format and they are um installing those with with great speed across the nation wherever they can um and so as a result of this will have a lot of electronic rec- medical records that do not necessarily easily talk to one another mm-hmm. so it will make the work of health information exchanges and um and other electronic exchange efforts uh, more difficult. Uh, it'll just require additional work because we're going to have to restructure that data. and that seems opportunity lost to me. Um, the other kind of short-term impact is that healthcare delivery systems are so engaged with the implementation of electronic medical records that they have little capacity for anything else. and the the last thing I'd say about that is that um, The selection of the uh, electronic medical records systems, um, working with the vendors, many of the healthcare systems are now feeling like they didn't really understand what the reporting limitations of uh, of these systems might be. And so there's work ahead that they didn't anticipate that will continue to drain their resources that could be applied towards the development of business intelligence as they somehow have to build... Uh, reporting mechanisms that um, will help them improve their work. A lot of the meaningful use requirements, the reporting requirements, um, are not sufficiently detailed to help uh, a healthcare delivery system understand its own internal performance and determine where there are opportunities for improvement. That will require a whole other layer or multiple layers of uh, reporting uh, true business intelligence for them to really see how they can uh, change the way that they're delivering care to become higher value.
0: Okay. Um, and for people who, there might be some people from outside of healthcare listening, can, can you just describe briefly what you mean by meaningful use? Because there's kind of a specific definition to that in terms of healthcare IT.
1: Right. It's with a capital M and a capital U, and there are very specific uh, reporting requirements that uh, each of the uh, health care systems who wish to uh, remain um, a portion of, uh, to deliver uh, care to the Medicare, Medicaid populations must meet. And those requirements actually demonstrate use of the electronic medical records rather than um Demonstrating the value of the information that is exchanged, so for instance, in the first uh, round of medical uh, of meaningful use requirements, um, healthcare systems simply needed to show that they had installed. Uh, a medical records system, uh, that they were doing some minimal exchange of information um, around uh, prescription drugs as an example, uh, whereas internally they really need to understand who is prescribing what information or what, uh, what prescriptions, uh, uh, what is the, um, uh, the risk of the patients with whom they are uh, prescribing that medication. Is there an opportunity for um, less use of um, high-cost and uh, substitution of uh, generic drugs, that type of thing, is far more granular than any of the meaningful use requirements for reporting. So there's another layer of reporting that that they simply must engage in in order to to understand and improve their own internal performance. Hmm.
0: Um, All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Julie. And and to wrap up here, I mean, I think it's really interesting to look at the broad range of the work that that John Toussaint and now yourself and others at, at the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value are doing, and all these different dimensions, because you know my my own background and, and work mainly is in you know, the health you know lean redesign of healthcare delivery as as one pillar. Um, you know the center talks about transparency, payment reform as being you know two very important pieces that help support you know I guess it all being mutually supportive. Um, I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts about how this all fits together and maybe from the context um, of, you know, for the perspective of people that are doing work with lean healthcare redesign. Do you have any final thoughts on why they or their organizations need to also be paying attention to transparency and payment reform? Uh,
1: Certainly, I I would suggest that um, if we are truly looking to transform the healthcare system in our lifetime we're going to have to do things differently than we've done in the past and if we do this by guesswork and we simply kind of throw things at the wall and see what happens if we're really really lucky we'll find a few uh really gems that that would be great it will be very difficult uh, even under that circumstance however to see rapid adoption of them we're going to have to actually feed this whole transformation process with facts and uh, with experiments, and then to rapidly spread that information by sharing that, inf- sharing the results in a in a way that is acceptable, uh, meaning that it is actually kind of irrefutable in terms of scientific uh, proof. So transparency plays a key role. One of the things that I would. Really want everyone on the call to know is that uh, we, as a result of the summit, we are establishing a peer-to-peer learning network to deal with issues of transparency, particularly around business intelligence. And we are um, at the spot where we, based on our experience with the healthcare value network, we understand that peer-to-peer learning uh, can provide a very effective way to collaborate uh, across healthcare systems in order to learn more and accelerate our own journey um, in, in moving forward on, on uh, higher-value health care. So um, anyone who's interested in learning more about that can hit our website uh, or call directly. Uh, we are more than happy to talk about that. Uh, and that will be one of the ways that we'll continue to push this transparency issue forward.
0: Well, thanks, Julie. And the website uh, for anyone who's interested in um, getting in touch is createvalue.org. Um, do you have any other contact info that you can share, Julie, or can people call the center? Certainly. And ask yes, for you? my email
1: address. My email address is j.bartels. That's j.b.a.r.t.e.l.s at createvalue.org, and I would be pleased to talk with anyone around these topics.
0: Okay well, great. thanks. And again, our guest has been um, Julie Bartles from the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value. I'm talking about transparency and business intelligence. Thanks for uh, sharing what you're working on.
1: You bet, thank you, Mark.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org.